listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. First, you gotta have respect. Money comes next. After those, after you get those, come the hoes and the sex. Girl, you keep asking about the niggas in my crew. Yeah, I'm down with the pool, but what's up with me and you? Cause I don't give a fuck who your cousin who could fuck. Cause I just wanna fuck. Damn, I wanna fuck. So unlock the gate and make room for the heavyweight rapper, the slim, light skinned coochie slapper. Pull over to the side so I can roll up the endo. Got the bitch head bumping on the front window. Wham, bam, I spanked your ma'am i wonder how i make these rubbers from the skin of a lamb hey welcome to the black out test podcast with y'all's rod and karen i got that same question mm-hmm. how do you make the rubbers from the skin of a lamb mm-hmm. and uh we are live that's right guys uh you can catch us on crowdcast they have an app on I- the iphone now um so if you want to check us out um just you know search the blackout tips and follow us um they send you a nice little email every time we get ready to go live i think you can even make it send you one when we schedule a show mm-hmm. if i'm not mistaken so there's a lot of ways to get in contact with the show and to be heard and uh to 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 come to the chat and hang out with us uh you can also find us on itunes and stitcher and leave us five star reviews the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme uh and today's sponsor is tweaked audio that's right tweakedaudio.com is trying to help you get some better sounds going okay um they have all different kinds of styles of headphones my favorite being the he gones um and they come in different colors you have mics not mics you know work with your iphones and your smartphones and stuff they have noise reducing designs they have ones that go in your ear over your ear around your ear whatever you want they got it just go to tweakedaudio.com and they're trying to hook you up if you're listening to the blackout tips if you put in code tvgwt for the discount code when it's time to check out they'll take a third off of your uh headphones plus they'll give you free shipping and it comes with a lifetime warranty tweakedaudio.com is where you got to go to get this taken care of so uh tell them we sent you all right let's talk about different things that are happening in the world today okay uh i guess uh i guess the first news the biggest news i guess for a lot of people is um kanye west is was put into a mental health facility by his um by his uh like uh what do you call it uh he it was like his personal physician so okay so somebody that's designed like this is their job yeah apparently he was uh, exhibiting some erratic behavior they said some things like he um tried to fight somebody at at a a gym employee um Mm -hmm. you know so they were kind of worried about uh some of the things he had been saying and stuff um you know the the physician called 911 uh he told the dispatcher that kanye wasn't violent but he might become violent when the police arrive which whoo anytime you say that about a black person i get scared because you just know when never know when the cops is gonna show up and kill you uh dr dr michael farzam told the dispatcher that his patient's name was jim jones 39 years old 5 8 and 175 pounds and suffers from te- temporary psychosis due to sleep deprivation and dehydration uh, at the time of the arrival the doctor told police that he had placed kanye on 5150 psychiatric hold after kanye tried to assault a gym staff member as per protocol kanye was handcuffed to a stretcher 
uh it was unclear whether kanye's position really placed him on 5150 so uh at 5150 i believe is like when it's basically like a psychotic emergency like you they just hold you for observation and shit like that to make okay. sure you're okay mm-hmm. um this other article says kanye feels like he's under a spiritual attack um from brawlalert.com um from source of all all celebrity news on monday afternoon kanye west was taken to the hospital for undisclosed reasons now according to people magazine we're learning new details the source tells people that kanye was hospitalized due to exhaustion he's exhausted and currently dealing with sleep deprivation he went to the hospital at will under the advice of his physician he's fine the source reveals that kanye has been going through a lot for a while especially since the recent anniversary of his mother donda west's passing uh yeah people were saying that too uh he feels like he's under spiritual attack and has been for a while it's not just the big things the smaller quieter things internal things you might think that it's about kim's robbery and while that didn't help that's not what's going on here he's dealing with a lot more subtle issues uh the source tells people his mother died in november so this time of year always brings him a lot of pain he keeps that pain internalized but sometimes uh we'll talk about how hard this time of year is for him he works through the pain every november um the source said although he was hospitalized for being physically tired he is also emotionally tired um he feels like he is trying is this is a trying time for his spirit but that can be a good thing he doesn't want to run away from these things he leans in and listens and comes away stronger better man but it hurts him his spirit is vexed but that's where growth comes from the source says sometimes darkness creeps in and kanye wrestles against it he talks about that a lot it's exhausting and it takes i wonder who the source was i'm assuming nick you uh it takes everything Uh he's got he's just so tired now he's very low energy and feels like there's a grieving in his spirit it's very hard to explain but something has recent happened recently where he's not the yay that everyone knows so i don't know man it's always so many rumors and so much speculation you know like every people were fighting oh god damn day on twitter like i mean you really would think they know this dude you know what i mean like we we don't know him he's he's a person but we know of his work we know some of the things that he says in the but we don't know him we don't live with him Mm -hmm. we're not his psychologist we don't like i don't know enough about this dude to be you know making these observations and arguing with people over it like honestly people can say anything at this point i'm just like how the fuck would i know you know um but you know people are obviously seeing people speculate and just kind of make shit up all day and you know whatever's happening it's probably best that he's getting help for whatever it is right and just leave it at that yeah that's all to me this most important uh like i said yesterday i want to continue to say this he's a very polarizing person and every time his name brought up no matter what it is you had these two camps they come out the woodwork when a lot of people are very neutral about kanye but you know these two camps are normally out of camps to be fussing and fighting and going at each other yeah um which it's funny because i'd say a good 75 percent of these people are people that say they don't care about kanye and right. just like they don't care about kim but you can tell yeah. me everything fucking about her which is weird because i wonder if that just we just talk because we can talk you know like maybe they really don't care but they just it's just the thing to talk about today you know True, and and like i said i function completely different than a lot of people because if i say i don't care Mm. i separate myself and i don't give a fuck i don't follow it i'm not keeping up with it i don't have to watch it but a lot of people say they don't give a fuck but they still attentive to it 
well then you care like in my in my the way i function you still goddamn care because if you did not care you really wouldn't keep up with it how can you tell me you don't give a fuck about somebody but you can tell me everything that they're doing every way that they're being every snapshot they take i'm tired of all this shit being in my face well maybe i've uh done a very very good job on social media to get a lot of that shit out of my timeline so i don't know every step these people make i don't follow i don't click i don't you know i separate myself because when i say i don't care i literally do not give a fuck yeah and get offended enough to like argue about it right like who's that invested in in this shit? like it's just i don't know i just i think if someone had dealt with an actual mental health thing crisis in their actual real life i don't know that you get so speculative or so like like how can you be so resolute on anything we don't know no, we, you know what i mean like everybody's different we don't really know what the fuck happens to people you know i don't know right you know? and i think too because of the internet the because of the age of the internet a lot of people just like to do that shit just because even if you have had mental episodes everybody's mental episode is completely different everybody responds different everybody reacts different everybody is different but you know a lot of people are just quick to just diagnose people when honestly you don't know shit about medicine you don't know shit about uh any of this shit you ain't went to school for it you're not educated in any of these fields you're just going based off of how you feel yeah so anyway i hope he hope he gets the help he needs and i hope he at least you know gets refreshed and feels better um uh most deaf speaking of feeling better uh he's finally being allowed to leave south africa he was facing some serious charges he was accused of fraudulent travel documents to allow he and his family to live in cape town south africa for several years unfortunately his family's visas expired in 2014 uh yeah uh he goes by yasin bay now but he used to be most deaf uh yasin bay also tried to leave the country using a world government of world citizens passport which is not recognized he was arrested at the airport and faced charges of using false identity aiding and abetting his family to stay illegally in south africa the case that had most death tied up for the most of 2016 is finally over and he's unreservedly apologized to the government of south africa the rapper and his family will finally be able to leave the country in a statement the country's home affairs department said they were satisfied with the apology and will withdraw the charges against him however the department also asked most death will be barred from re-entry into the country shit i wonder what um that means about um coming back to america like i guess if he come he need to do it before trump get in here you better because you will not be able to make it back into this country yeah you'll be considered a refugee uh man i did not know about this this is crazy that i didn't know about it but apparently it's been going on the whole time the for the game yes uh he's been ordered to pay a seven million dollar uh settlement to a sexual assault accuser after attempted to delay after attempted to delay the trial because he said he had a sore tooth uh he is ordered to pay seven million dollars to a woman who accused him of sexual assault the judgment came after a last-ditch effort by the hip-hop star to have the trial delayed as he was allegedly suffering from a sore tooth uh but that was denied an illinois judge um instead ruled the performer real name jason terrell taylor will have to pay priscilla rainey hefty damages for assaulting her while shooting a reality show uh in 2015 
according to tmz the judgment was made against him last week for 7.13 million dollars the 36 year old who made not mention no mention of the decision on the social media feeds is planning to appeal the decision legal papers previously revealed the how do how we do star uh was accused of sexually harassing the glamour model several times including forcibly reaching his hand inside of her dress to rub her bare vagina and buttocks mm. the judgment was made after his illegal maneuver to after his legal maneuver to the later trial over a bad tooth infection to, failed the star's dentist wrote a letter last week saying he should not travel to illinois for the trial as the infection was affecting his mouth and sinuses Mm-mm. and like he took a picture in a dentist chair and that shit did not work Mm-mm, wouldn't have wouldn't have worked for me either during the trial the judge denied rainy access to gain financial records to find out his net worth which is said to be about 22 million it is far from the first time the game has found himself in legal hot water it was arrested in 2015 uh because he got in a fight at the basketball court and punched an off-duty police officer um the previous year he and fellow t- hip-hop star ti got into a standoff against la P- pd officers in a car near a super club in los angeles apparently due to miscommunication as they thought their friends had been fighting with the lawmen no arrests were made um man 2012 after losing the final appeal he was ordered to pay five million dollars in damages for defaming five police officers who arrested him in north carolina in 2005 he claimed they overreacted and he had done nothing wrong while police said he and his sidekicks had surrounded lawmen in a threatening uh manner threatening manner uh he sentenced to 60 days in jail 150 hours of community service three years probation and played pleading no contest to a felony weapons charge in 2008 after allegedly threatening someone with a gun at a basketball game man he's that dude huh pull out the gun at the court uh he was refused entry into canada in 2011 due to alleged gang ties yo i had no idea he even had this trial going on like this this has been quiet that's like every a lot of well not everybody but that's a lot of people's you know fave like he took a picture mm-hmm. with his dick uh about hanging out and people was like mm, girl like i was like yo this does it am i the last to know or the first to know like why is this mm-hmm. why how did how was this not news before then I, I i don't know and and all i know is he just the game he a rapper called the game that's about it yeah so Mm-mm-mm. um all right let's see what else is going on um ray j and chris brown dropped a song uh that is dissing kim kardashian called famous here's the thing um i guess ray j not moving on like every time he can uh make this point he's gonna do it which is kind of ironic because you know kanye don't move on from his exes it's all like this weird meta karma type thing maybe it's just me and maybe this is the kind of woman i am nigga you just got married why the the fuck are you obsessed about another woman i mean that's the same way people feel about kanye and that amber rose shit right like you know like why haven't y'all moved on yet because the other person has it's funny though because like kanye shit be going platinum and then ray j be dropping these like 200 hits on youtube videos just to get it it ain't it ain't the same baby let's see what his song they still make him he's still making money off that sex tape but you know that that and your album sales are not the same yeah basically uh let's see what this sounds like listen to this track bitch oh first of all that is very demanding (laughs) i mean we starting off on 
a very aggressive foot i guess i gotta listen i mean you're gonna call me a bitch i mean, I mean you press play the floor is yours Ray I J. Mean, you get cussed out from the start listen to this track bitch <laughs> Mona Scott's fucking studio has the same engineer and the same beat for every track. This shit sounds just like Good Lotion, just like every other song that's every other R and B song that supposedly come out of the uh Love and Hip Hop camp. Mm-hmm. Like he's not gonna make a hit, man. What's going on, Ray J? He used to be the used to be the man with the hits. You know, people yeah. could hate if they want, but what a wait a minute was dope to me. Come on, wait a minute was flames. Mm-hmm. Sexy can I? I fuck with that. Mm-hmm. Like he not making them memorable them tracks no more, man. Mm-mm. Make another one famous. Oh no. And why is Chris Brown even on this? Mm-hmm. What does that have to rap do with singing, it? Right? Like, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. I call that that rap singing talking combo that people like to do. I'm not gonna front. This is terrible. I'm I'm not listening to the oh, rest no. of this. Oh no, this is bad. If that, if that's the case, I'd rather listen to Sexy Can I. Yeah, if you gonna if you gonna diss somebody, it gotta come harder than that, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, solemn asking. Uh, Sabra, the hummus people. Mm-hmm. they're recalling their products over listeria concern i heard that i haven't had any hummus in a while but when i do uh eat hummus that's some very good hummus mm-hmm. so yeah make sure you guys google that if you mm-hmm. got some hummus sitting yeah, in your fridge yeah they like they like the number one you know, i mean it's other hummuses that they probably other hummuses that's better quality i probably need to check other out but that one is kind of the most the ones that most americans quote unquote know I'm pretty sure you you talk to people that are more into hummus. They know what it is. Shit, I just found out what hummus was last year. I was like, what the fuck is a hummus? And it's chickpeas. Yeah, okay. All right. I didn't know where you were going with that. Uh, 412 million porn and sex dating site user accounts have been exposed in a hack. Uh, 412 million porn and sex dating site user accounts have been compromised as a result of a far-reaching hack in which various sites from the popular friend finder network have been subject of security breach who make accounts on friend finders adult friend finder.com see i thought oh, talking about that point like when you're on porn it'd be like facebookme.com when you're on porn sites <laughs> yes they have ads that pop up that say like would you like to fuck a hot mom in your area apparently people do click on them i'm like why 
right yeah you don't don't you know a virus is out there and you register your account on there too you put right. the email what do you go subscribe through facebook and it just hook you up and then you wonder why everybody know what your facebook likes is i just bet it's gonna be a lot of like husbands and shit you know like yeah whose wives are uh are vehemently opposed to this you know? yeah not not them watching porn but to me adult friend finder is further than porn because it's like oh, okay okay find okay. somebody to fuck find i mean it's somebody. probably just a link to a prostitute but the point being oh, find somebody that's two miles away from you yeah like, like, like that's different than jack okay. off the vanessa del rio <laughs> right or whatever right. like you <laughs> like you just took it to the next level <laughs> that's when a pop-up come at the bottom of the screen and somebody's randomly moving going such and such a is five minutes away from your location right now right like that seems come fuck me mm-hmm <laughs> that's what that means that seems kind of well then yeah you might have problems <laughs> yeah um so it calls itself the world's largest sex and swinger community 61 million from the live set chat site cams.com and 7 million from online adult magazine penthouse penthouse there's an account at penthouse uh-huh, apparently somebody does let me log into penthouse.com keep up with the daily <laughs> the daily happenings <laughs> We gonna fuck around. They they gonna find a, a dot edu, a dot prez. You know, gonna have a dot org. You gonna fuck around and have some federal person link their account up to it. Uh, they also other sites that were hacked with stripshow.com and icams.com. I think the cam thing isn't as bad because cams are when you watch people on the other side. Right, like real people. So I don't think. I mean, right. not that. I, who knows what the fuck people's relationships are like? But that's not something I think people would be too mad about. Right. but the adult friend finder that seems like the kind of thing you might want to be like hey buddy who are you trying to friend yeah. find and who is this friend right because ain't no friends on adult friend finder no. you ain't gonna find it's not like you go on adult friend finder and be like i'm just looking for somebody to watch a movie with me you want to go out to the park i'm looking for a new book club yeah you ever play basketball you want to go shoot some hoops it's nah that would be funny if someone started an adult friend finder site but it really was for friends yes people would be so confused be showing up with they dick out they be like what are you doing i know i don't want your dick no i just wanted to go to the to the i just want to go to the library yeah that's it that, that's it maybe talk about the current events going on yeah i just wanted the buddy to go to the movies with i didn't realize right he was trying to fuck uh and information derived i mean verified by zdnet it was discovered that a variety of personal data was gathered as a result of the hacks including usernames email addresses and ip addresses vip membership data was also exposed Ooh, that mean you probably spent some money while 15 yes, you paid you you paid that extra 20 dollars a month they also recovered 15 million uh 15 million deleted accounts so even if you was on there and you got and rid you were of like it. let me delete this before my wife ah, find out ah. they were like nope we got your two bit too late too late buddy uh previously suffered a security breach back in 2015 with a hack causing three million accounts to be com- compromised fortunately less personal information has been obtained this time around while the friend finder network having released a statement explaining uh how they have thus far received only false extortion attempts as a result of the latest hack the email sent by the network's vice president diana balu uh to ZDNet. um reads over the past several weeks friend finder has received a number of reports regarding potential security vulnerabilities from a variety of sources 
immediately upon learning this information we took several steps to review the situation and bring it to the right external partners to support our investigation while a number of these claims proved to be false extortion attempts we did identify and fix a vulnerability that was related to the ability to access source code through an injection vulnerability she said friend finder takes the security of his customer information seriously and will provide further updates as our investigation continues yeah it's interesting i wonder if uh the people from uh mr robot hacked it that's really what happens it's funny how hacking on tv is always like it's so important you know it's always like we're gonna hack uh apple and we're gonna expose their practices for labor to the world and how they hide their money and we're gonna destroy this company because it's evil but then hacking in real life is like we hacked ashley madison it's like well that's not you know like that like hackers in real life don't be aspiring to much you know it's like we ah, we hack leslie jones sites but i just they, they got i'm pretty sure hackers probably have levels to them and people that hack that i bet you real good hackers going you ain't hack shit even when they hacked the dnc like nothing came out like nothing it was nothing there that you're like wow can't believe that like yeah i needed at least a couple emails of like and you know what barack obama's a nigger and i don't like his ass either sign ah. sincerely hillary clinton that's true and i'm pretty sure uh really really good hackers are like drug dealers they're like i do the shit but i don't say nothing because i ain't trying to go to jail i just don't think i think really good hackers hack adult friend finder i know i think i i, I would hope they had they have a uh, higher aspirations like people that, joke about it's just like doing t- loans but, and shit like that t- but tv and movies romanticize these niggas but they not it's not chloe hacking the building schematics uh to help jack bauer learn how to destroy to fight the terrorists it's just I not agree with that. it's not real like none of that's real they're not taking on they don't have these big grand sweeping causes and shit you know every time we get excited about that what happens nothing we're gonna hack the ferguson police department what happens nothing comes from it no! you know instead it's like we're gonna hack uh gabrielle union because she said rape is wrong that's the people who seem to be the skilled hackers these days you know Russia's over here trying to influence the election with emails and shit, and the, even the emails ain't have nothing in them. But it's just that—that's what they spend their time hacking. They don't, you know. I just think we we glorify hackers, and it's just not. There's no point for it. Um, let's see what else. Um, oh, speaking of porn, thousands of people were searching for Trump porn the day after the election. That seems like a waste of porn. I'm trying to tell you. Who the fuck want to watch Donald Trump or actor being Donald Trump? I'm assuming do porn like what's the like are they going man i hope his trump impression is good that's the I only way i can't get it up unless somebody is doing a big ass uh, huh i hope his hair is orange enough yeah I, I can't get it up if if someone's not doing a, a trump impression i can't mm. you know how am i how am i supposed to get hard if he doesn't say bigly i don't know i hope his coma was just right yeah i can't come until he says tremendous several times in a row ah so what a weird country clown porn then trump porn maybe they do trump clown porn i don't know oh it's too much no Mm-hmm. yep uh let's see did you know that being a mean girl does pay off researchers find that nicer women uh pay are paid less that more assertive women than more assertive women but uh of course those women still earn less than men of course and it's one of those things where it's one of those things it's it's very very complex because 
you know it's what do you consider nice like it's different levels of niceness you know so basically you saying the the women that come in and that are bitches at work and this just demand pay they get paid two pennies more than the rest of you bitches mm-hmm. that's how you telling me i mean i mean that's not what you're telling me that's what you're portraying when a lot, a lot of times that might not be true well you know the thing for me is uh i think it's interesting how that added the attitude of being mean and commanding is is one that we associate with masculinity at work right but it's also one we associate with success so even a woman doing this is probably doing her best to imitate what she has seen people praise in the corporate world which is the intimidating man the you know the don draper the the guy who he's moody he's angry he's mean but we don't see it as moody angry and mean because when a woman does it she's just a bitch but when a man does it he's an alpha male and he's commanding and yeah he's coming in yelling at people cussing people out causing strife and division just being a flat dick and an asshole and he is praising get a promotion but a woman does that she's a bitch you know she's nasty a lot of times people demand that she's fired yeah so i don't know i just think it's kind of interesting um that it's almost like performing that is kind of a way to get pushed up the totem pole as compared to other women you know which says a lot because when black people in corporate america we often have the experience of watching people um perform whiteness almost yes sir like a black person gets a position of power or management and then that's like they become harder on other it's almost like they're more racist they're more mean they're more less they're less sociable with you sometimes not every black person not all but just sometimes you've seen it and you're like oh that person's moving up because they're adopting uh survival tactics or however you want to call it but they're mimicking what they seem be successful and it's typically white men you know when you look at who's the ceos in america it's white men come on you know uh who moves up the ladder faster is white men so uh it's not shocking that women would kind of go through this too yeah 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 and, and they will and i mean and they will and they do and i I've, I've seen it before and you know it varies uh there are uh managers that are women that are excellent great and uh are nice and kind and don't cuss everybody out a lot of times in my personal opinion uh good managers male or female are not assholes but for some reason people think an asshole is or just being very uh strong-handed is the way to get people to be subservient and a lot of it is the culture of your company um because i think you know places can run where you don't have to be an asshole or you can go up the corporate ladder but it varies and i think i i i feel like this and i will continue to say this when it comes to corporate america's about quote-unquote climbing that ladder but you know a lot of women don't want to climb that ladder because you know and then some of their minds are like i don't want to be the asshole i don't want to be the bitch i don't want to be nasty so i'm just not going to climb this ladder and not even and not i mean even further than just not wanting to would you be recognized for doing a good job but not taking on those qualities like i'm not going to take on the characteristics of the angry emotional man but i'm gonna approach my job with a more holistic attitude i'm gonna approach my job where i do respect other people and i don't cuss people out and i don't then it's almost like well you're not standing out you're not doing like your work is not going to be appreciated the same way as if you make a stink about it 
Yeah, because even when women and men ask for promotions, the sad part about it is that you have to, the techniques have to be different. A lot of times, um, dudes can come in and just, you know, go off of what they've done. And when women come in, they got to talk about what they're going to do and what they have, what, what, what their contributions are to the company versus actually what they have accomplished. Yeah. And it's one of those things where a man can say, I did this, 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 that, and the other. And a woman has to come in, quote unquote, use a different technique to even be recognized for a job before. And I find funny for a lot of women, it's like, fuck it. It just ain't worth it. I just want to do my job, be good and be recognized. But when it comes to corporate America, I was just excited. If you're not a white male, a lot of times anything you do is, is, is for not anyway. So I guess for me, uh, that's why I'm like, people are like, you want to know, I don't want no fucking promotion. I don't want to go up the ladder. I don't want you stressing me out for less pay. You know, you, for me, I'm like, it's just not worth trying to climb a, a ladder that is was never made for you to climb in the first place, in my opinion. Uh, apparently, it was a, from a study of uh, over a thousand workers at a Dutch firm. Uh, they say despite the gap, many of the nicest female employees still thought they were being paid too much. Uh, they also discovered even the most dominant women still earn less than most agreeable men uh the new research published in the european journal of work and organizational psychology concluded dominant assertive women who clearly express their expectations and do not retreat from their demands are compensated better than their more accommodating female peers according to the researchers the same goes for dominant men versus their more conciliatory male counterparts but even dominant women earn far less than all their male colleagues dominant or otherwise so the pecking order is still there no matter what you do to break out of it um yeah that shit is just sad mm-hmm. um yeah. and for a lot of people i'm not trying to be funny it's very disheartening it's very heartbreaking especially for people that are very hard and dedicated workers and that's why for a lot of people it varies but personally a lot of people they get to the point like fuck it let me start my own job let me let me run my own company let me do my own shit let me contract my time let me do something where i i am accountable for me and I don't have to deal with the other bullshit that comes along with uh, corporate America. Yep. All right. Um, let's see. Well, is there anything else I want to talk about here? Um, tell you what. Let's, let's do this. It's been a while. Let me show you how 
Do you wanna fuck with me? Do you wanna fuck with me? Oh, oh, I just got an email. And you know what, guys? I'm going to just come out and say, I think we need to give Trump a chance. Okay? Because we in America as black people have gone through some hard times, but it's time for us to let everybody know that, hey, if Trump will give us a chance, we're willing to give him a chance. Okay? Do I need to find another co-host? What's happening here? Oh, oh. Oh, this is just, oh, I'm sorry. It's Thanksgiving week. My direct deposit just came in a little early. I'm sorry, y'all. I thought I had came into some money. Uh, I thought, you know what? My bad, y'all. I thought I came into some money. Uh, nah, still fuck Trump. It's still fuck Trump. My bad, y'all. Thank you. Uh, love. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, do we need to talk? I guess we get paid a day earlier this week. I, I forgot. I didn't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> total, total oversight on my fault, guys. I, I totally, I totally went Lil Wayne on y'all just now. I am a young, black, rich If that don't let you know that America understand black matter these days, I don't know what it is. Don't come at me with that dumb man. My life matter, especially to my Um, A senator has proposed a bill that potentially, possibly, people are saying could force teachers to out their uh lgbtq students Why? now some people are saying they won't some people are saying they will uh a texas state senator's office says a bill addressing parents rights to full disclosure of school information would not force schools to out students who identify as sexual minorities her chief of staff said senator connie burton republican worth filed senate bill 242 on thursday for the 2017 texas legislative session that begins in january 10th and august the two-page bill states that a parent is entitled to all of the school district's written records about their children uh and their general physical psychological or emotional well-being except information related to child abuse an attempt by a school employee to conceal or encourage a child to withhold information is grounds for discipline the bill states now what the fuck would the bill be for you know like what kind of like at what situations do do teachers tell children to withhold information from the for the you know do the teachers say i'm not going to tell parents about this your child's physical wait was what were the, the ones it was uh the child's physical psychological and emotional well-being like teachers will tell you if your kid's just acting out in class teachers will tell you if your kid is you know exhibiting yes, you know a lot of parents they were like if y'all motherfuckers contain me one more time about my baby because they gonna let you know yeah um equality texas a non-profit organization that works to secure equal rights for sexual minorities through legislation and education on friday issued a statement opposing burton's bill um until kids are not kicked out of the house for being gay or transgender and until kids are not beaten by parents for being gay or transgender we owe it to kids to protect them said the statement um we believe senator burton's legislation would essentially destroy protective communications between a student and an educator uh right i you know honestly dog i don't know why you pass a bill with this language unless it is to say parents should be able to know the sexual orientation or maybe if if their kid is uh sexually active or something Mm -hmm. they're like i want this information to go to me 
uh the school or the teacher should not be aware of this and i don't know which i i don't i don't yeah i can see how that language would lead to some kids being outed or something like that and you never know why somebody would want to keep those secrets from their parents come on dog everybody's parent ain't a lot of people take for granted that parents have good sense just because you got good sense or your parents have good sense don't mean everybody has good sense there are a lot of parents that uh truth be told they freak out over the simplest shit you tell them their children are sexually active particularly females they fucking snap they beat them they punch them they abuse them you tell them that their son is gay all of a sudden they got to go home and they got to do all types of abuse you actually are putting children's lives at risk yeah and i also worry about um like you know we have they have those like uh uh what is it reparative therapy where it's like i'm gonna put you in something to to make sure that you're not gay or to to correct your sexuality quote unquote you you know it's just so dangerous to just put this information in the hands of people that you don't know how they're going to react and you don't know why a kid might be hiding those things from their parents also what if you're wrong you know what if you're absolutely wrong like you just assume a kid is a certain way and you just don't fucking know right you know uh and it's and, and like our parents gonna be like i found out my kid was gay the school didn't tell me i'm suing the school like what what is the point of this fucking law republicans in these goddamn laws man i have no idea what they would even why they would even need to to pass this they don't hmm. burton's proposed bill came about in response to fort worth school district issuing new guidelines about transgender students which triggered an uproar over parents loss of access to complete information so it is about it is about outing kids mm-hmm. it absolutely is and just hiding behind like no no we just want to make sure communication is there for the motherfuckers man they ought to work they they really i mean i understand that when someone is your dependent you're responsible for a certain amount of shit but there has to be some lines like at some point your child is that's their body that's their you know that's their sexuality that's their sexual orientation you can't control everything you know and and it's sound and some and we know for a fact some parents are gonna be like no motherfucker i'm gonna make you be straight i don't care if i gotta put you in some type of christian camp i don't care if i gotta beat you i don't care if i gotta kick you out the house we know that's gonna be the reaction yet somehow we think that that's just a a risk worth taking for for these children right because the end that kids don't have rights a lot of people act like children are not human beings children are little people they are human beings and i'm tired of people using children as a shield for their fucking bigotry speaking of which a raging mom sues a teenage transgender daughter sues her teenage transgender daughter after she starts gender reassignment without her permission quote unquote um so uh i think her daughter is 17 yeah and amory caligaro is also suing the medics involved saying her rights as a parent have been violated um miss caligaro referred to her 17 year old child as her son throughout the media conference she said not only was i robbed of the opportunity to help my son make good decisions but i also feel he was robbed of a key advocate in his life his mother who probably didn't agree with his lifestyle 
a quote unquote in her mind right yeah you know because she's calling him him he right because she's being calling her he yeah she's calling right? her he. You're, you're being disrespectful you're not uh calling her what she chooses to be called yeah you're essentially saying um there's no way in the fucking world i would have allowed quote unquote him to do this right yeah she's essentially saying i don't respect uh your right, right. um to your own body and then they wonder why children run away or get 18 and just run away and and the thing about it too because i know it's, it's getting around the holiday time but some some um parents um uh, uh, but like don't nobody come see me don't nobody come visit me because a lot of times not trying to find it it's a lot of shitty ass parents out there and shitty ass people and people go it's the holidays but i don't want to spend my fucking time with you the teens uh the teen filed emancipation papers last year but and i'm assuming it's a typo it says but did terminate her mom's parental rights maybe they mean didn't um because i don't know why this would be an issue if she if she did the documents state that the teen's mom made it known to him that she no longer wishes to have any contact with him and that she knows where he is and has made no attempt to bring him home the teenager claimed her mother did not report her as a runaway even six months after she fled the house miss calgaro calgaro says she was not opposed to her child's gender transition but she wanted the child to slow down teenager the teenager turns 18 in july next year yeah i just think I, that's i don't believe you because what's the point of the lawsuit then maybe trying to get some money also that's just another level of just like um you let like your kid ran away you didn't look for him for six months right uh didn't look for her for six months i'm sorry you didn't look for her for six months mm-hmm. you uh claim you're okay with the transition uh you just wanted to be an advocate or some shit no you then you just i just want you to slow down and now i'm suing i want some money just yeah and i i'll just like that's a relationship that's ruined right there right because you know it's one of those things where oh okay this bond will never be you know because some people you know especially around this time of year everybody acts like their relationship with their parents their mothers their fathers and shit like that is everybody's experience and it's fucking not a lot of people don't come from two parents households a lot of people come from very very non-traditional backgrounds and non-traditional bringings upbringings and it's gonna be one of those things when uh you know a lot of times people try to make you quote unquote feel guilty for not spending time with family and things like that but yeah if this was me mm -mm, i probably would never talk to her again but that's just me i mean yeah i don't know how you fix that relationship how you repair that without without her apologizing right um it's a national first lgbt uh advocates sue utah schools over anti-gay laws uh equality utah sued the state's education office in federal court late friday challenging utah's curriculum laws that bars teachers and students from positive discussions about homosexuality in public schools filed in state salt lake city's u.s district court the suit asked a federal judge to strike what it calls anti-lesbian gay bisexual and transgender curriculum laws because they are unconstitutional and violate first amendment rights to free speech the 14th amendment rights uh to equal protection and laws that prohibit sexual discrimination and equal access the anti-gay school laws were enacted in order to express more disapproval of homosexuality and of lgbt persons they do not serve as legitimate state interests equality utah's executive director troy williams announced the lawsuit to thunderous applause at the organization's annual fundraisers the allies dinner on friday uh, night 
noting that the laws are some of the most odious anti-lgbt regulations that remain on the books wow that you can't even talk about lgbt people positively in school that's like a that's a thing like uh what the fuck utah is another state though where their conservatives are trying to take it morally like they want to outlaw porn they like they're doing so much to like take that state back to the 1800s um it explicitly stigmatizes queer students it sends a message that our lives are something shameful something that must be censored and erased william said to the crowd of more than two thousand people the time has come to end the stigma and strike no promo homo from the state's law so no more no promoting homosexuality um you know another thing that's wow is here's a chance here's a thing where you are literally talking to kids you're teaching kids about life and and sexuality and as always when it comes to our education system instead of approaching it as let's give kids the keys to knowledge and say listen go learn as much as you can instead what happens is we think we should teach kids how to think not like not you like like i'm saying that back. i'm sorry we should teach kids what to think right not how to think like we don't want to teach them the critical thinking process right. we want to tell them these are the opinions you should have and we're going to already give you these formulated formulated opinions so gay is bad that's the lesson today gay is bad it's not well this is this is the different kinds of sexuality that we're aware of and these are the different ways that this all functions in our society instead it's gay is bad the only thing good is to be uh straight cisgender uh heterosexual heteronormative person that's the only thing that's right everything else is wrong so if you're any of this or you're feeling any of these feelings if you're leaning towards anything like you are wrong and you need to get back to the path that we have decided every single human being should be on that that's essentially what and that's learning that's not even right that's not even like well this is just my belief in a church or something you're in the school telling somebody what to think and i think the same mentality extends to shit like we don't want to teach black history we don't want to teach latino history right we don't, don't want to teach indian history I right mean, Native we don't american wanna, history right you know but one history that we will teach y'all is about the jews you know because that quote-unquote was an america's stain you know, because anything that it quote unquote involves some shit that we do, we want to erase it. Yeah, we don't want to teach you about slavery because the kids might get mad. Right. You know, we don't want to teach you. We want to only you can learn about Martin Luther King. We don't want you to learn about Malcolm X. It's very much about teaching people what to think, and of course, it extends to sexual orientation because yeah. you know, yeah, and the state thinks everything other than you know straight Christian white male is wrong. Yeah, and you can kind of tell even with some adults where you go, you, I'm not trying to find, I look at some people and the way they interact on social media and Facebook and stuff, I go, oh, your critical thinking skills are zero because none were applied here at all. Yeah, I, I've had conversations almost every Saturday with a couple dudes at the YMCA that, you know, they, their critical thinking is ridiculous. Like it's, they, like when they are for the transgender bathroom laws and I'm like, so you do realize that people that identify as a woman will be now in the men's locker room and people that identify as a man will be in the women's locker I mean women's bathroom according to the visual of it like and he's like well I don't want nobody in there with my kids I'm like but according to the visual of it 
there are going to be people who look like men in the bathroom with your little daughter according to what you just said like this is the world you want to see right like what you're really saying and what these bathroom laws are hiding behind is they really just want you to not exist this way they're basically saying hey you have a penis put on some pants and dress like a boy that's that's the only solution because they know that if you put on a dress and go into the men's bathroom there's the, the likelihood of something bad happening to you just goes up exponentially and the same thing if a if a person dresses a male or you know presenting as a male walks into a female bathroom people are gonna lose their fucking minds that's the reality of what the law says they want that's not what people want you no. know you're making a mountain out of a molehill out of a non-issue but that's the kind of shit that is these laws are behind you know these laws about school and all this stuff it all spins comes from the same wellspring this lack of critical thinking and this i want to tell you what to think not how to think um and then lastly um this is the first lawsuit like this the first in america that as litigious as this country is we've never had uh, uh, someone say we're suing the school system because this shit is fucked up <sighs> this country is we are doomed and, and mike pence is our vice president so i don't know george w bush i mean uh donald trump is to decide our next fucking supreme court justice i mean what the fuck man all, all these kind of lawsuits and cases that when by the time they get to a supreme court it's gonna probably be full of fucking bigots man mm-hmm. but but you know hey it's all they're both the same side of the different yeah, corner they both the same you know you know as far as i'm concerned i, I don't have time to waste my time to go to the polls you know as far as I'm concerned, I didn't have the heart to vote, you know. Mm. Okay. Charlotte loses a 730 job operation center uh, over the House Bill 2. Mm-hmm. CoStar Group, a real estate research firm, announced Monday that it had chosen Richmond for its research operation center after a national search. The company said it expected to create 730 jobs and invest $250 million into $50 million into the local economy good and that won't be happening in charlotte north carolina mm-hmm. even though charlotte is a very progressive city and the city that kind of got the ball rolling because we passed the law of hey use whatever bathroom you want but because our state uh is such a bigoted place uh we're losing billions of dollars and pat mccrory is still fighting to maintain his governorship even though he's lost by what appears to be eight thousand five hundred votes minimum right now twice this nigga get the fuck on god oh sorry uh speaking of which north carolina is telling paypal to give us our stuff back yep north carolina state leaders have presented paypal with an unusual gift an oak bowl car from wood from the state's capital grounds so when paypal said we out we're not gonna do this uh north carolina officials are now asking for their stuff back they want their bowl back y'all you can keep paypal pettiest i hope they fucking put the video on youtube and they burn the fuck Mm -hmm. out of that bowl i hope they pissing the bowl Mm-hmm. and then send put, it back oh they put it on ebay for sale and make you on the pay with paypal yeah they got it back and gave it to a charity auction Just, you fucking idiots you, mm-hmm. lost, you lost so much money for this state right your stupid ass bigotry you stupid motherfuckers 
Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I don't want Pat McCoy to take that L and move the fuck on. Like I'm not nah nah. I normally be cool, but every time I see he's still fighting, I'm like, fuck you. Are you gonna just just push this and push this till somebody has to make a ruling on it? Every time I do this segment, I always get mad. Let's. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I'm not. We not even LGBT. I don't know how fucking. I I, I want to choke a motherfucker, dog. <laughs> right. I would just right because I'm like I it's one of them things, but it it just makes me angry because I'm like just let people live, dog. Just let them be. I be just walking around slapping the fuck out of people, or glitter bombing them or something. Oh yeah, I be off the chain. I mean, when Mitt Romney got glitter bombed by the two gay dudes, that was the best day of my life, man. I was like, good, because it's hard to get that fucking glitter out and fuck you. Been scumming yourself for months, bigot ass nigga. Ugh all right um let's see uh i guess we can do fucking with black people since everybody's already angry (laughs) just go ahead and get it all out the way we're just fucking with those black people we're just fucking with those blacks we're just fucking with fucking with black people that's right guys it's time to play the game that we all hate to play. It's fucking with black people. The game where we go all around the globe and we find different articles to make us feel fucked with. And we assign point scores from 0 to 100, intervals of 25, uh, for how much we feel fucked with as black people. Today's contestants, everybody. All right. Um, apparently CNN was doing some news, which means they had people on screen commentating because that's what news is now yeah it's no longer passing on facts it's no longer it's it's, news is opinions now it's the host says the sentence six people argue over it um so uh apparently um during this segment things went a little off the rails i'll see if i can play it oh wait i guess i could put it on screen for you guys if you want to see it give me a second um okay let's bring in cnn political commentator and trump supporter paris denard also charles kaiser is with us he's a cnn.com contributor and the author of multiple books including the cost of courage the story of how one french family fought the nazis during the paris occupation gentlemen welcome and thank uh you. thank you charles let me just begin with you i mean now that you're hearing we're getting some of the the information coming out of this new york times meeting that trump has disavowed this particular group is that enough for you well i'm delighted that my uh mr trump has visited my alma mater at the new york times and said that he doesn't want to do this anymore but i want to give him a little advice for the future if he does not want to stimulate the alt-right first thing he should never retweet someone with the name White Genocide who lists his uh, address as Jew America. That's what he did in February. He should never ask his supporters again to give the Nazi salute, which he did at a rally in March. That's not a good idea. Uh, in July, I think it was a mistake. Wait, when did he say that? In, in March, he asked his supporters to raise and pledge their support to his candidacy and promise to vote for him. Okay. There's plenty of video of that find that. And then, of course, in July, he retweeted an image of his opponent with the uh, six-pointed Jewish star on it. I thought that was a mistake. But we have bigger problems here. Also in July, you know, he selected as his vice president the most homophobic man in American public life, a person who believes that gay people actually do not have the right to exist. 
And then, you know, if you don't want to support the alt-right, don't choose as a White House counselor, uh, counselor a man who uses the word nigger, whose wife says wow. that he did not want his uh, daughters to go to a school with too many Jews. And don't choose as an attorney general a man who calls the NAACP an un-American organization and who we learned in The Guardian today went so far as to prosecute uh, Charles, two can I just people. Hang on a second. I appreciate you going through all of this. But please don't use the N-word on my show. I'm sorry. Well, I, I never use Thank the N-word except when I'm quoting someone who's been appointed by the president to serve in the Oval Office since this is such a disgusting moment in our history. Um, let me go back to my original question. I believe that he's going to be someone who's going to be confirmed. And we can go back and look at everyone's history. I'm sure the person sitting next to me uh, on this program has said some things that he would regret. But we have I to look forward. I think it's shameful. So the black dude is defending the idea that this white supremacist will be in the office. Lack of facial hair. But uh, I do find it interesting. Um, they flipped on the white dude for saying the N-word in a quote. Basically saying, don't hire this racist dude who said, a guy who said nigger. And they got upset at him quoting the guy, not at the guy who says nigger and the black dude is on here to defend it hmm zero to a hundred can you want to know something man i just got to say this real quick um donald trump has done everything people who claim they couldn't trust and wouldn't vote for hillary clinton Everything they claim that she did, he's already done in two weeks. Come up. His charity organization is corrupt. It's, it, I mean, they've admitted to being corrupt. He's, uh, you know, of course, his relationship with Russia, this hacking shit. Um, er, like everything people said that was, I mean, his letting his kids handle his companies and his businesses and sit in on meetings with other countries and, lobbyist hiring lobbyist in his cabinet even though he ran on draining the swamp uh hiring white supremacist in his cabinet um y'all accused hillary clinton of being a racist for saying super predator and this guy goes out and hires actual racist to work in his office um it, it, it's actually shameful I, there's literally no excuse for hillary losing other than the fact that she was a woman there's no other excuse you know that and of course white people just got tired of seeing black people say we want equal rights that's really the main two uh things that lost the election for hillary clinton um and and it's really sad to see people accept this or people try to come back to the fold afterwards on some like ain't this crazy this dude is the worst and you're like i saw you talk shit about this woman for over a year what the fuck am i supposed to say to you right you I know mean, what i mean like I, what am i supposed to say to you i mean because <laughs> for me personally overall um i mean i've i've talked to you and i've said some things on the show but overall i just kept a lot of my opinions to myself because it's one of those things like once you really sit down and think about it it's infuriating like it is fucking it it will make you want to burn the goddamn building down when you see the stupidity when you see people constantly for the past however many years 
complain, 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 fuss, complain, fuss, complain, fuss. Uh, and then, you know, everything about her was just wrong. Everything about her was just the evilest. Everything about her, you know, had all these problems. I'm not trying to say that Hillary wasn't, didn't have her problems. Hillary didn't have her issues. Hillary didn't have her things you would call her out more for. Yes, you, you know, these things make uh, people better, uh, politicians. But the thing is, she's a goddamn politician. And I guarantee you, for a lot of people that complain about Hillary Clinton, if she was a man, she would have got praised for those same exact things. At the end of the day, sexism came in a lot for a lot of these yes racism played a role too but sexism played a humongous role in how people voted you could show in 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 the numbers how you know particularly when it comes to the 30 percent of black men and you know when it comes to you know a lot uh white women you know because one of those things with their proximity to white men uh makes them think you know there's no way that a woman quote unquote can run this country and i think for me it become it became very um frustrating to see a lot of people that for months and years have said hillary ain't shit she's not good she's the same as trump they're all equal you know and all this other bullshit you know a lot now a lot of people were, were hurt and distraught and i understand that but a lot of people and i'm not trying to be funny i didn't feel any empathy or sympathy because i was like nigga you complained the whole goddamn time you complained and you fussed you got what you wanted you didn't want her he was the alternative there was no choice three okay people there was no option three it was door one or door two okay you didn't want one door you got the other door and now you want to cry and complain i have no empathy or sympathy for you because you got what you fucking wanted we got what we deserve it was one of those things like i said i just sat back and i didn't say anything but it was one of the things it just it, it just made me really really um furious and really really um angry with uh, a lot of people and you know just watching people on social media and things like that it was one of those things where you know my views of a lot of people changed you know because i you know i might not verbally say anything i i don't i might not you know clap back coming to your timeline but i'm very observant i watch a lot of people and you know it's going to be funny to see uh and and you got a lot of people just now that's like well we need to um uh cross the aisle and you know we got to get along he's sworn in and all that stuff too and it's one thing well that's infuriating too because why because when president obama won you have people that verbally came out and said that i want to guarantee he's a one-term president they dug their fucking feet in the ground and they didn't do shit why can't the democrats do that why can't they stick their middle fingers up and go well fuck you because that's what that's really where i am with when it comes to trump truth be told fuck him fuck him fuck his cabinet fuck his rec labor and his crew yeah it's 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 interesting because um we're watching him do the thing i mean it's just i mean it's interesting to to me because um i think i'm at no in no i'm not disillusioned at all like this is exactly what i said um but watching how slow people are coming around to oh he was only campaigning on white supremacy because it's not like people are saying they're disappointed with his choices you don't see anybody backing off or supporting him right now they should be right i mean uh, technically he's going back on climate change he's going back on um repealing obamacare he's going back on prosecuting hillary clinton he's going back on every all these promises he made except he's fulfilling the major promise that was the undertone of everything which is 
i'm gonna fill my cabinet positions with white supremacy we're gonna make sure that whiteness comes back white privilege will be preserved that's what this election was about it doesn't um it it doesn't but it doesn't help that the allies in this fight um the white people in this fight are not ready to fight they're all i saw an article uh should journalists be able to call racist racist that's your you you know fucking job that it i've seen people say um alt-right instead of white supremacist like the board is like the daily stormer it's a white supremacy board it's a neo-nazi board and they go it's the alt-right like 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 they're like it's every like people are complicit in it because white people even the quote-unquote well-meaning ones do not see the benefit of calling people out on their shit because there's no benefit towards them directly while they will benefit from the idea that white supremacists occupy these offices in general they will continue to benefit you know what i mean like even as they say i don't like this shit as a white person this is going to be a good time to be alive for the next four years so fuck it you know maybe we shouldn't just come out and say that person's racist maybe we should get offended that this white man said the n-word to quote someone who said the n-word offensively you know let's get mad at that but not mad at the actual fact that a person that said that shit now has a cabinet position with the with trump's administration it's that kind of shit that that's so frustrating and i had wanted to say this to start which was um you know protect your mental health if you got to man check out if you have to um it's gonna be a long four years it's already long he ain't even took office yet um the hypocrisy the uh the double standards the passes the normalization of racism right that is about to come to pass it's gonna it's gonna be some shit that's gonna really take us back man um people that got really comfortable just shitting on obama every day of his life like he was just the worst um you know hopefully they have something to complain about now um like for real as opposed to the bullshit that people mostly complain about over the last four years um hopefully you have some you know actual problems that affect your life now um but in general i do i do say like as black people be careful i'm watching a lot of people kind of it's you know it's like i I said during the um fire starter thing the world is just in such pain all the time all the time and it's if you're relatively aware as a human being it is it's almost impossible to tune out like yes it is i just see everyone in so much pain like people are struggling in their lives you're struggling and and and, you know uh, just things that really can't affect you on a on a macro level on a micro level but they do on a macro level and they and they bother you because maybe you can't change it or because you know the the doom is hanging over you like i think i'm watching people crack under that you know the election results hurt a lot of people yes it did even even if you knew it was coming a lot of people still felt hurt mm-hmm. um the the arguments the lost friendships over the past couple of years sure the um people revealing their true colors their true nature uh there's still people that have so little empathy that within all this 
they're more concerned about whether or not people like bernie sanders than how this administration is going to affect black people and muslim people and lgbt people and things of this nature like that's where we're at right now and people are so hurt you know that's what i see i see Mm -hmm. even when people are arguing and shit and they're going at each other's throat i just see two hurt people right trying to rationalize and normalize what the fuck is going on because you know um some of this rhetoric we're hearing i mean this is hitler level shit the you know i know people compare everything to hitler but i'm being serious Mm -hmm. like hitler ran on make germany great again Mm -hmm. you know um white power people are getting positions to just openly white power people are just getting positions to lord over this country you know the department of justice days are gone that is done already you know the the idea that a president will ever come out and say uh you know police need to understand that black lives matter that shit is done it's a wrap you know so so it's just is i think i see a lot of people breaking yeah and a lot of people that you know you need to take breaks check you out need to, you need to you need to take care of your mental health take care of your body take care of your family um it's a lot more important shit than just uh you know because you're not gonna it's gonna be a i can't even cover all the shit trump does Mm-mm. on a daily basis and he hasn't even taken the office Mm-mm. nobody can every few hours like literally y'all every few hours it is another fucking breaking news about some shit involving him his family who he's chosen something he said something he's done yeah if you want to win at this like you're not gonna win uh at, at this shit um you know i i mean we're gonna continue to do our job continue to make jokes mm-hmm. and try to keep the shit light continue to, to spread a spotlight on uh the shit that we see is fucked up but it, it, don't be scared to tap out man because i i know like i said i've watched friends kind of just like just break down man i mean it's it's no and i'm not saying that on some like in a negative way towards them it's just this is a lot it is this is all a lot and we're kind of muddled in it and it was kind of thrust upon people and i think a lot of people literally were not ready i think uh for a lot of people uh honestly truthfully america has been spoiled with obama and overall a lot of people had confidence that Hillary was quote unquote going to win. And then when she didn't, the reality set in, or a lot of people was like, well, I think that Donald Trump uh, will win, but the reality of it just sitting in, I think hit people and it hit people hard. And it, and the thing about, uh, once something seeks in and once something becomes a reality, um you have to get to the point where you almost prepare yourself and for a lot of people they prepare themselves in various different ways and then some people just break down like we're all not built the same um and that's why i agree with you roger a lot of, you know if you feel like hey i need to check out check out check out you need to get off social media get off social media particularly brown people lgbtq people anybody needs marginalized groups because for a lot of people it's a fear like and it's a panic and a lot of people have really gone into a fight of flight mode a permanent fight of flight mode and that is not healthy and it is not a safe place to be i just don't know if people are even aware of it that's true you know, they i'm might just not seeing people that's lashing right. out i'm seeing people argue i'm seeing people fighting and and, and just kind of everybody's just fucked up and you know i just think this nation is in a state of change emotionally um 
and and it, as it should be by the way i don't right. i don't think i think it's really hard for people to i think it will people are gonna think what i'm saying is bullshit or I'm, I'm tripping or whatever the fuck but i'm serious i think what's happening right now is just progress and i think that this is a pushback against the inevitability of uh racial progress in america and i think these cycles happen all the time progress is not a straight line um i think americans don't have the wherewithal to truly see things through to the end in in with in um where they keep their foot on the gas i think what happened is people got like you said spoiled a lot of people got um disillusioned even even well-meaning people even black people right a lot of people thought we have a black president and i don't i'm going to ignore all the signs of republicans not losing an election for six years come on you know i'm going to ignore all the signs because we have president i'm going to ignore all the racism and stuff and just think we're above that we're better than that that's not the real america those people don't have power and now this is that push this is that surge and the world is doing this not just us um and we're gonna see what kind of resolve people have and we're gonna find like the a lot of these people that are riding this wave they're opportunists they're not actually even about this life really because they're just lining their pockets because this is the thing this white nationalism is the thing that's going to get them fed it's going to get them money and that we're going to see how that shit plays out but I, I really feel like this is all just a painful part of change and part of the process yeah and and for most of us we were not around doing big changes in our history it's different between reading a reading a and going to school and reading history books about the civil rights and reading, you know, having somebody tell you, quote unquote, about the Jim Crow laws and you actually living during a period of time where it's a big change in well, the country. Also, we have, also, we have the internet, though. That's true. So now people are experiencing it and you don't even have to be there. That's true, too. You know what I mean? Now when um, Ferguson happens, even if the media won't cover it, all our friends cover it yeah uh all the videos go viral mm-hmm. is it, this is no longer like we're now more aware than ever of racial injustice inequality and racism and bigotry and xenophobia we are now more aware than ever these things have always existed but now everywhere there's a phone we know what the fuck is happening um so we're becoming aware of how big the problem is you know and i think that's what a lot of this is all that to say a hundred for this motherfucker uh (laughs) for this woman correcting this guy for saying the n-word and for the black dude pretending to be offended while then defending a white supremacist getting this position i that is abhorrent Mm -hmm. that is abhorrent um bob johnson former bet uh well bet founder former owner the ceo of black entertainment network and the bobcats yes um he uh advises african-americans to give trump a shot after a great chat now i know guys i might not have the best credibility since 20 minutes ago when i thought i had came into some money i told you guys (laughs) 
<laughs> to give trump a chance but now that i'm back broke like the rest of you niggas fuck bob johnson <laughs> okay this is oh, bullshit oh, i see how you flip-flopping over there i mean listen i got money now i, I don't have money anymore he said he had a great chat with Trump and uh rich black people please stop telling us to give him a chance come please. on come on guys That's, oh don't do that bullshit what are y'all doing what are y'all doing what is right. this a <laughs> uh, hundred for bob johnson mm-hmm. uh let's see um uh this is a complicated one okay uh 15 year old quinteris brown says he was shocked and saddened when he looked at the name on his receipt from wendy's after grabbing a burger with him in mobile alabama the teen tells wkrg that he was hurt by the title let me see if i can play this for you guys i think it's about to play all right let's try this one more time um but yeah he was hurt by the title because you know how we have covered this all the time but on um receipts um from like restaurants sometimes they'll put descriptive things mm-hmm. yeah you can plug in you can actually make it where you can manually type in things and they yeah sometimes i'll be like fat nigger but uh okay so all right what's this one here we go people behind the counter were laughing before he got his order when he saw the words little ugly dude printed at the bottom he ran little ugly dude karen that's what was printed at the bottom of the receipt little ugly dude Mm-mm-mm. at wendy's you just go in to get a wendy's burger we all love wendy's who doesn't love wendy's guys they got the best juiciest burgers and for my buck i love their spicy chicken sandwich add pickles but if i got my receipt and it said little ugly dude my feelings might be hurt man <laughs> might mess your day up chilly. i just want to get some 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 uh fast food like the rest of y'all i don't want to be insulted i just want to get a 10 piece of fry and a soda all right welcome back to news five at six o'clock a family in mobile is upset after receiving a rude message on a receipt they're calling it a form of bullying News 5's Chad Petrie has the story. When you get a fast food meal, no one expects to be called a little ugly dude. We get the receipt and I looked at it and say little ugly dude and I'm like, really? Tanisha Bush says her son went into the Wendy's on Schillinger Road Monday night. Quintarius Brown says he couldn't figure out why people behind the counter were laughing before he got his order. When he saw the words little ugly dude printed at the bottom, he ran out of the restaurant. It hurt. It hurt my feelings. It made me cry. I was embarrassed, and I felt bad. For whatever reason there may be for leaving those three words at the bottom of a receipt, the family says that's just not funny. It's not cool. Because it's considered bullying. You know, you don't go around making fun of people because you don't know their situation. That's bullying. Bush says her son deals with mental health issues daily. She wants employees to be better trained to not put rude comments on receipts. Don't just put anything on a receipt. You know, make make your customer feel welcome to come back and shop or visit your store again. She posted the receipt Tuesday on Facebook, and it's been shared hundreds of times since. In Mobile, Chad Petrie, News 5. Wendy's Director of Management Services issued a statement to News 5. It says the company is taking the incident seriously. They fired the person responsible and have apologized to the family. 
You can read the full statement on our website, WKRG.com. Mm-mm-mm. Little ugly dude. Mm. I guess Wendy's have more control over its economy than we do here in America. Mm-hmm. So, Karen, uh, zero to 100, how do you feel fucked with as a black person? Mm, I give it about 25 um, because they did fire the person, mm-hmm. which is the most important. A lot of times people do fucked up shit like this and they keep their job or they do some goddamn internal investigation and uh, uh, act like they're doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's probably one of them five, 25 an hour employees. So they was like, fuck you, nigga, get out. I'm gonna say uh zero could have happened to anybody we don't know that you were called a little ugly dude because you were black so i don't feel fucked with it all he was not a little ugly dude in my opinion Mm -mm. it was clearly just people trying goofing off at work Mm -hmm. um but yeah they they deserve to be fired oh yeah i think we can uh i think we all can agree there guys that uh they definitely deserve to get their punk asses fired um all right let's see i guess uh we can move into a a more fun a more fun um segment guys let's let's do some uh white people news all right nothing whiter than singing about a kid shooting up a school am i right guys uh breaking white people news madonna's son rocco richie 16 years old is arrested for possessing cannabis in a drug bust oh shit mm-hmm. wealthy primrose hill neighbors complained about him smoking drugs you don't say madonna's kids smoke drugs uh rocker was caught in possession of cannabis after neighbors reportedly called the police on the troubled teen the 16 year old whose father is director guy Ritchie. oh the boy never had a chance uh he was seen smoking or doing drugs near his primrose hill home in north london uh sources told the son that rocco was seen tossing something away as police approached him in steel's muse north camden 
when officers noticed traces of cannabis on his clothes they searched him and found a small quantity of the drug he was arrested on september 28th taken to north london police station and later bailed a police spokesman said a 16 year old youth was arrested for possession of cannabis the arrest follows a stop and search by officers from camden borough at around 5 15 p.m on wednesday september 28th the youth was taken to a north london police station he was subsequently bailed and dealt with by camden borough's youth offending team he was dealt with by way of triage which uses multiple strand uh strands to engage and educate young people in order to prevent reoffending earlier this year the teenager was sent was at the center of a bitter bitter custody battle uh between his director father and his pop icon mother the disagreement began in december 2015 during a fallout between rocco and his musician mother when he abandoned her rebel hearts tour uh, he refused to travel with his mother and he launched legal action in the u.s and uk demanding custody of her oh she launched uh legal action demanding custody of her son guy Ritchie's lawyers argued rocco was settled in school in london and in september he won the bitter nine-month battle over where uh their son should live the sherlock holmes director reached a settlement with the pop star hours before they were due a court in new york and it was agreed the teenager would continue to live in london man this is a uh, pretty dramatic for these white folks man <laughs> they're going through a lot uh, <laughs> website tmc claimed the, that madonna thought guy had poisoned her son against her and as a disciplinarian parent she felt guy was way too permissive the terms of the custody agreement remain confidential but it's understood rocco is schooled in london with regular visits from his mother well i wonder if his father's gonna end up losing custody now the kid's getting in trouble with drugs mm. you know well i guess papa don't preach to them not gonna be ready um all right fall fun in the beerman residence as kim zoliak's kids excitedly play with fallen leaves in the family's yard it's big news karen you got kids playing with leaves you know it's the it signals a change of the seasons your kids go outside and play with them leaves um uh she's a proud mother of six and kim zoliak indulged in some family fun with three of her brood on saturday fouling them uh fouling them as they played with a pile of leaves i, I think she meant filming them the former real housewives of atlanta star shared a candid video of her cute kids smiling while throwing a bunch of leaves in the air now they do look happy and precious i ain't even gonna lie right there go they mom kim with them fake knockers Mm -hmm. uh kim who married to free agent football star Corey beerman 31 (laughs) free agent Mm -hmm. i mean he ain't got no job it's the middle of the season And she actually does look like a a, a, a blow-up doll. Literally, look like a blow-up doll. The, uh, she captioned the social media post with the Beerman residence along with the heart emoji. The video shows their children in action with their arms up, throwing brownish-red leaves in the air inside their fenced-in yard. It was the perfect autumn scene as Kim's kids, Kaya and Kane, who turned three this week, as well as KJ, fit five, appeared to be having a blast standing in front of what appeared to be a pond um the outspoken bravo beauty currently stars on her spinoff don't be tardy for the wedding which appears uh airs on wednesday nights 
meanwhile kim and her former atlanta falcons player hubby just celebrated their fifth wedding anniversary last week kim has two teen daughters whom croy has adopted brielle 19 and ariana 15 and together the couple have four other children croy jagger five cash uh okay croy jagger five years old cash four years old and the twins kane and kaya two years old so it's like they got their own kkkkkkkk i mean kim is her name right his name is mm-hmm. croy they got four kids with k in their name that's kkkkkk <laughs> i can count america i guess who they voted for uh <laughs> let me switch sessions real quick before we get cut off guys give me one second we'll be right back after these messages we'll be right back uh Oh, audience session. Prepare to go live. Mm-hmm. Need to add you. Okay. Invite you on screen. I'm on. What man? I think I'm on deck. Cool. There's nothing better than working out in the sun, coming out of the pool, and walking up to a nice, sexy body girl with that thing that just shaped like her. My girls, everything round, body fat, stomach flat. So yo, the thing right. <laughs> There's nothing better than working out in the sun, coming out of the pool, and. I didn't mean to put it on repeat. Sorry. Yeah, what was that? That was Safari from Love and Hip Hop and his horrible Jafakian accent. Oh, what you were just to be joking about? <laughs> you know, terrible accent. Oh, that might be worse than mine, and I know mine is bad. Mine is real bad. Eat, pray, love. At author Elizabeth Gilbert gushed about her new girlfriend at a speaking event on Friday. The 47-year-old writer spoke of her new girlfriend, fellow writer Raya Elias at the airbnb open conference in los angeles when asked by an audience member what she was most excited about in her life right now gilbert responded i met a girl and i'm in love oh ain't that sweet yeah well i mean kind of she wrote a book and there was a movie made off of her falling in love with some nigga and then she divorced this motherfucker and got a girl i want my money back <laughs> I remember that. That had Julia Roberts in it, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I Give never watched mother. that movie, but yeah. Give my motherfucking money people back. People raved about how that was just a movie to watch. I was like, I'm not watching right. that shit. You make a movie about that shit, you better stay together forever, nigga. <laughs> people done probably bought that book, got that, went, paid for that movie, bought it on billions. Blu-ray. She should have to refund everybody some of their money back. Um, when asked by her, yeah, this comes two months after she made the bombshell announcement that she left her husband of nine years, Jose Nunez, for her longtime friend. Gilbert broke the news with a Facebook post saying it was Elias' pancreatic cancer diagnosis this past spring that made her realize her true affection for the person who had previously just been a platonic friend. Damn. Man, we got it bad, y'all. As men. <laughs> A lesbian with cancer can steal your girl. Like I first, I was just worried about Brittany Griner, but it can yeah. be. 
it could be anybody Brandy, man Brittany grinder is mr steal your girl i would have never thought of the cancer game like women are so ahead of us when it comes to getting these women man i just i would have never thought oh i'll just get cancer and then she'll have to come through it don't work like that it worked it did work like that it did work like that it absolutely did some right right now some side person right now being like that's what i'm gonna do Ah! girl you know i got this prostate cancer you need to make your mind up something happened to my heart my mind in the the days and the weeks following her diagnosis death or the prospect of death has a way of clearing away everything that is not real and that space of stark and utter realness i was faced with the truth i do not merely love raya i am in love with raya and i have no more time for denying that truth the thought of someday sitting in a hospital room with her holding her hand and watching her slide away without even having let her or myself know the extent of my true feelings for her well that book that thought was unthinkable i know she gonna write another book yeah it's gonna be flames eat pray love again (laughs) eat the pussy pray she don't got cancer and love to move out (laughs) eat pray lick Mm mm-hmm after expressing her true feelings for Elias, Gilbert says the two decide to start a relationship. Mm, I wonder if she was cheating at some point then. Here's where we stand now. Raya and I are together. I love her. She loves me. I'm walking through this cancer journey with her, not only as her friend, but as her partner. I'm exactly where I need to be, the only place I can be, she said. She separated from her husband in nine years this past spring because of her new feelings for her lives. Gilbert's husband plays a major role in her hit memoir as the man she falls in love with in Bali at the end of her journey. Gilbert and Elias have kept their new relationship private up until now to process all these massive changes and challenges. She says that she decided to go public about the relationship now because she doesn't want it to lie. Uh, here's what it comes down to for me. I need to live my life in truth and transparency, even more than I need privacy or good publication of prudence or other people's approval or understanding or just about anything else. Truth and transparency not only make my life more ethical, but it also, but also easier. Why easier? Because untruth is always complicating and truth, no matter what the consequence is always strangely simplifying. So that is why Ryan and I have decided together to speak up publicly both about her cancer and about our love for each other is for the sake of our own integrity but it's also intended to make our lives simpler her 2006 memoir eat pray love one woman search for everything across italy india and indonesia chronicles her year of travel after divorcing her first husband the book was an incredible hit spending more than two 200 weeks at the new york times bestseller list and selling more than 10 million copies worldwide mm uh the book was turned into a movie starring julia roberts that wasn't the first time the gilbert's work was published into a film though in 1997 gilbert wrote an essay about her time working at a bartender in new york city which was used as an inspirational uh inspiration for the film coyote ugly damn everything she write go to go to the yeah it's definitely gonna be a eat pray lick yes and uh okay was inspired it went based off of coyote ugly was a terrible fucking movie i seen that bullshit she don't care she got the money yeah i mean i ain't mad at her you know you, you i will buy be. my shit too yeah mm-mm, i'm not mad at her mm-mm. Mm, i'll be mad at them damn girls and them cowboy boots on the bar and shit i remember that fuck ass movie it was a terrible movie that's when he should have known she was trifling her new husband should have been like this ain't gonna work <laughs> you made coyote ugly and it went good y'all mm-hmm so that movie old too she she wrote a follow-up memoir to the memoir in 2010 called committed which is about her decision to marry nunez uh, after becoming a skeptic about marriage yeah it's peak whiteness that 
she keep getting books that's peak whiteness mm-hmm. just like this like steve harvey getting relationship books you know what i mean <laughs> is she like that? why are we listening to her again because <laughs> she, she white is that why we listening <laughs> Is, is, is she the, uh, the, the author of Taylor Swift? Like the Taylor Swift author? Like every time she go through something, she write a book and it's flames and people buy it. Yeah, I don't know. Why the fuck are we listening to her is what I want to know. Uh-huh! Cause she white. Mm. She's the author of Harley Loco, a memoir of hard living hair and post-punk from middle east to lower east side she was born in aleppo syria and moved to michigan with her family where she was eight years old she moved to new york city in 1983 and she became absorbed in the post-punk scene and was homeless for a period well give her a movie on that too just yeah yeah she gonna get one she just getting movies on everything (laughs) (laughs) milk and cereal one woman's journey through from rice krispies to to cheerios coming soon oh yeah uh just so you know uh, i got a sad face and it says your pc ran into a problem and it needs to restart so just let you know my computer was like "Mm -hmm." all right you ain't in trouble or nothing it's cool you all right over there just restart it oh i'm assuming it's doing it on its own because it's giving me a little countdown okay cool i don't know what the hell's happening over here okay i just want you to know in case i went out the screen i'm sorry no problem thank you for telling me uh more white people news uh this company is about bringing people together ashton kusher defends airbnb damn all the white people's at airbnb this week <laughs> <laughs> no wonder they got racism problems uh airbnb after protesters storms the stage at a la panel event uh he was one of the first investors in airbnb so when a protest is storming the stage at airbnb open 2016 a festival of hosting event a festival of hosting uh in los angeles on saturday it was no surprise that ashton kusher got up to address the intrusion the 38 year old that 70s show actor who uh who was dressed in a pink sweater and black trousers confronted a protester who was holding a sign which read airbnb out of settlements the protester appeared to be a member of the activist group code pink oh they're still around isn't that cute Mm -hmm. which is a women-led grassroots organization working to end u.s wars and militarism support peace and human rights initiatives as stated by their website their hashtag was written on the bottom of the protest poster which was apparently referring to airbnb's activities in israel while the protester was theoretically there to oppose ashton and airbnb it seemed the hollywood vet was able to charm her with a handshake which resulted in smiles all around (laughs) <laughs> he shook a hand everybody said oh things that never happen to black lives matter Mm-mm. right black protesters do not do this you don't get handshakes you get handcuffed i'm saying even if you tried to, hand, to come handshake somebody that was like what about the prison incarceration shit they, they wouldn't be like oh oh i didn't know y'all were sending idris elba out here huh? well i do declare these lives can wait <laughs> that's essentially what happened ashton kusher is cute and she just lost it of course never send a white woman to do the job that you need done in the face of ashton kusher ah, he, she, she get distracted it's not her fault she was it was hope she was helpless it's like a little babe in his arms just showing up like girl let me put these dimples on you 
oh ashton is it hot in here oh is it just you <laughs> anyway fuck israel what you doing after this uh <laughs> <laughs> and the israel girl to come with her looking at her like bitch it don't matter uh after guiding the woman off stage ashton who was seated next to airbnb founder brian chesky began to out- rally the crowd and reiterate the importance of inclusion and acceptance a world doesn't discriminate against one another we can get to know each other intimately and understand our collective narrative as is a narrative for everyone and that we all can belong in a world together without borders he said in the twitter video catcher attendee danielle by attendee danielle thice um i can appreciate that this doesn't happen seamlessly i can appreciate that this doesn't happen easily i can appreciate that where there is change there will be a fringe case that feels objectified but this company is about bringing people together and about loving one another he continued the husband of mila kunis then tied his message back into airbnb's mission and turned to address the founder brian chesky i know this man i know it's hard i know it's initiative and i know that when a problem gets brought to his desk that says that there's a discrimination or this is a displacement he's uh, that he cares uh the first thing that he does is try to look at the system holistically and change it to make it better he then received many loud accolades from the crowd before he concluded with a final encouraging message you're welcome to a world where we all belong and if you want to sit down and have a conversation about it i'm happy to have that conversation with you while fans might be used to seeing him on the big screen ashton has been active in other sectors as well by the way that was smooth as fuck um he started a venture fund a grade investments back in 2011 with two partners the fund has since invested in such high profile companies as spotify foursquare fab uber and dwala and path that's a smart man he invested his money in some good shit yeah i guess being steve jobs rubbed off on him uh in other white folks news tony bennett met his wife while her mother was pregnant with her what that's a performer um does he sing he sings don't he mm-hmm. he's not is he still alive no he dead ain't he he's still alive okay how else would he be making news <laughs> no I, <laughs> I thought he was like an old man i'm sorry he is an old man but he's alive okay i was he's like not, he's 90 years old and oh. he's married to susan benedetto who's 56 years old ah okay and according to him they first met while her mother was pregnant with her oh that's not sweet (laughs) kind of what he met her while she was in the womb of another woman oh i thought people like stories like that in his new book just getting started bennett writes that his first encounter with benedetto was when her mother was pregnant with her he was 40 years old (laughs) yeah he ain't shit according to the book benedetto's parents marion and dale crow were dedicated bennett fans in 1966 they attended one of his shows in new york city the crows went backstage posed for a picture with the twinkly twinkly eyed italian american vocalist as fate would have it marion was pregnant at the time with susan writes bennett it's a photo we all laugh about knowing the incredible turn of events that followed oh y'all laugh about i bet you went funny then she was apparently raised on Bennett's music and she became the head of his fan club. Later they met backstage at one of his shows when she was 19 and they later wed after a 20 year courtship. She stuck around from 19 to 39 chasing this one man and he was already old as fuck. Mm-hmm. Slapping them she old been, balls on her chin. She, she been faithful. She been real faithful cause honey he about to, that's why I thought it was dead. I was thinking him and Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. I was like these niggas old 
I, I feel bad you know i feel bad for all the old groupies oh, you know that, that, all the old tony bennett groupies that stuck around you know thinking that they had the angle on him and one day they was gonna trap him and this then it comes around this fresh 19 year old and just completely steals him right from under they <laughs> pop clutches that's just so sad that's such a this is a, a tragedy for old groupies <laughs> Old you, you've been groupies for 60 years at this point you got tattoos and everything of this man and some uh-huh. some fucking kid that was an embryo when he met her comes up and is like mm-hmm, i'll take this latest i mm. think all of it very disappointing white people news oh did she bump all them over with the canes and said move it bitch kick um, the canes right she kicked they walkers away from him no she no she did my hip Girl, you don't want nothing with your broke hip. Ha ha ha, but I'm about to break his. I'll take it from here. Start spreading my legs. Ha ha! Um, <laughs> I don't know what he sings, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, alright, guys. Let's get to, uh, some guest race. Now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. Now that it's time for some guest race. That's right, it's guest race time. That's right, it's time for guest race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, the chat room, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along and Karen plays and y'all are all racist. All right. I'll see you back on screen so crisis averted yeah yeah, it is all right um let's see let's do this one eight people were arrested because they had a fight outside of the african-american memorial oh shit now that's right (laughs) um authorities have released the mugshot of the people who arrested at texas state capitol at the unveiling the unveiling of african-american historic history memorial monument saturday uh their names joseph wayne george ryan christopher garl joseph clyde hinkle robert m ussery david chow richard murray robert francis glenn and thomas francis mcguire guess the race that's white karen's going with white going with white people arrested outside of the african-american history memorial them names i mean okay okay hey look i'm not judging let's see what the chat room like i wasn't judging judging. i wasn't judging let's see what the chat room says now if you'd have said they was outside african-american um history plays fighting over fried okra i might have said black or croaker okay um the chat room says why isn't there a white history memorial white white uh virtual blizzard white white please let them be white people whose ancestors are not exhibits i'm guessing uh, <laughs> the correct answer is and everybody guessed the same thing and everybody got it right white <laughs> and i'll put the picture in the chat uh so you guys can see it but yeah eight white people they were part of a white lives matter rally it seems <laughs> they were wearing white lives matter shirts or something uh which is funny where the fuck do y'all be any other time 
white lives matter protest in the african-american museum i wonder who y'all voted for okay i don't actually wonder who you voted for shout out to the one dude that was asian though william child whatever his name was i just threw white in there for y'all because i i didn't want y'all to get confused but shout out to the one dude that was asian <laughs> just hanging out he's like tila tequila just i'm hanging out with these white supremacists i just you know because like a lost like a lost duck you know like what the fuck are you doing over here you don't belong here i hate niggas too but we hate you okay i guess you, All can, right, you can hang until you we got the good snacks you, you right and you, your mom did bring the oranges <laughs> you can hang till we kick you out of the group yeah apparently cops a man used a 7-eleven cooler as a bathroom unable to locate the restroom at a 7-eleven a florida man opted instead to relieve himself in the store's walk-in cooler where a stack of bush beer was defiled by the tipsy suspect well bush beer is already kind of just piss water yeah but now it's literally piss water According to the cops, Daniel Colin, mm, entered, uh, 46, he entered Treasure, the Treasure Island convenience store around 7.30 Saturday, 7.30 p.m., looking for a bathroom. When the search fell, Colin opened the door and marked employees only. He then entered what turned out to be 7-Eleven's walk-in cooler. Uh, he began urinating on several cases of beer. A store employee who had spotted Colin entering the cooler confronted him and told him to stop. Colin then left the store and drove away. He was driving? Drunk? You too ah! drunk to find a bathroom, but you think you t- not too drunk to drive? Right. Wow. Colin was subsequently arrested after his vehicle was pulled over by cops searching for the 7-Eleven suspect in addition to criminal mischief and burglary charges stemming from the co- cooler urination. Colin was also charged with drunk driving. After being read his rights, Colin reportedly told police he could not find a bathroom, so he entered the walk-in cooler. Because that is also a reasonable thing to do. Uh, he's locked up on, in lieu of 300 and, wait, $3,250 bond, according to jail records. Karen, guess the race. Uh, white. White. Alright, let's check the chat room and see what they say. Um, let's see what you guys have the reason why the cleaning light is always on for the blue raspberry flavor white Aww. ryan lochte with better home training latino <laughs> white nonsense peak whiteness he was provided that mellow yellow <laughs> white man <laughs> wizard the correct answer is white That's right karen you got two in a row i know what's wrong mm, you're doing good man i love doing the show with you you're always so enthusiastic to <laughs> get in here and you're gonna get it this time huh i know i keep trying i don't feel so many times y'all i get two in a row honey that's a streak i'm trying to make his picture bigger let me know if y'all can see it in the chat it was a small picture but i tried to blow it up uh, oh yeah he's a white dude yeah he's like he definitely regrets that piss mm-hmm. Ain't th- like you say you was too drunk to find a bathroom but you could drive a vehicle and he got away so it wasn't like he drove off and crashed no they actually found him Mm-mm-mm. uh all right let's do uh let's do the bonus round guys <laughs>
points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right. Bonus round against the race, double points, double the race, everything's worth twice. So far, Karen's two for two, as most of you are too. So let's see where we're gonna go from here. I know, right? Alright. Let's see. How about um how about this one? Apparently, uh there were some foster parents who had uh five adopted children. Okay. And they won a luxurious home makeover. Okay. Um, so then after they won the home makeover, um, for their kids, cause I want to say they had like two kids that were theirs and five adopted kids, which is, you know, why they wanted to get this new home. After they won, they kicked the five foster kids out and, uh, they, they, they kicked them adopted kids right to the curb wow so they won the house and then they gave away their five kids um a north carolina couple who was featured on extreme makeover home edition have been accused of kicking their five adopted children out of home the tv show built them devonda and james friday were given a 3900 square foot home near charlotte in december 2012 as part of a popular renovation show i remember that oh you remember them yeah i think we've even um been by the home yeah oh it used to be over there where uh derek and them used to stay over there that area oh wow Mm -hmm. extreme makeover home edition was a hit oh shit i'm gonna turn the volume up no damn it what are you doing the show focused on helping families in need by renovating their homes. The Friday family from Lincolnton was featured in 2011. Extreme makeover. We, we desperately need you. We desperately need you to come and help us. Devonda and James Friday had seven children. Five had just been adopted, including Kamaya. It was exciting. We got in the limo and we're just riding up and then hearing move that bus and then seeing this big house. Channel 9 covered the story back then as the small family home was renovated into an eight-bedroom mansion. Kamaya and her brother Chris are now adults. I just felt like I was home. The five adopted children who were biological siblings even changed their last name to Friday. They thought they had found a permanent family. We made a vow to keep the family together. And uh, we made it happen. I felt like... They were my mom and dad. I loved them like they were my real parents. I did. But Chris and Kamaya say everything changed after the TV cameras left town. What they did to us was just wrong. Threw us all out. Chris says he was sent to a group home because of a bad attitude a few months after recording the show, but says he was told it was only temporary. Why did I have to leave, you know? Like, I just didn't understand it, and it just made me feel not wanted, you know. Kamaya says she was sent to a different group home a few months later and told the same thing. You gave me away. What parents don't do that? No. Within a year, they say all five adopted children were gone from the house. My brother and sister's five years old. How how can they get in that much trouble where you have to kick them kick them out? Looking back, they believe their adoptive parents, Devonda and James Friday, were motivated by just one thing. I know it was all about the money. From the first day, it was all about the money. That's all she's about, money. Money with her. 
The Fridays ran a non-profit organization called House of Hope. The makeover show created a store for them to operate and gave the non-profit thousands of dollars worth of donated items, including Sears gift cards. And she used it for herself. She used the gift cards for, for herself. herself? It was supposed to be non-profit stores. She was supposed to put things inside the store, but it was used for her use. Chris says he asked Devonda about using those gift cards for herself. She'll tell me, don't worry about it. Chris says Devonda drove a minivan before the show, but soon upgraded to this Mercedes-Benz convertible. She started driving a Mercedes-Benz? Yes, sir. After the show? Yes, sir. Today, their nonprofit storefront sits empty, but the Fridays still live in the house. In fact, these property records show that its value has more than doubled since the home makeover. Damn. I asked the Fridays to share their side of the story, but they did not want to talk on camera. She's backing away. Devonda Friday stopped her Mercedes in the middle of the street when she saw us outside her house, <laughs> then drove the other way. Her husband James called Channel 9 minutes later and agreed to a phone interview. Now listen, no one kicked Chris or Kamaya out of the home, okay? He says the children, still minors at the time, wanted to leave. As for the other three adopted children, James says the Department of Social Services got involved, but he wouldn't explain any further. That's a good, that's a social service matter. Both Chris and Kamaya uh, accused Devonda of wrongfully using the gift cards that were given to her by the show. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. We bought 200 pairs of shoes with those gifts cards at Sears for church uptown uh, that was doing mission work. We've done no wrong. There was a family court hearing in 2015 about the adopted children, but those court records are sealed. They went to court trying to get us all back, but I think it was about the money, too. The judge, he gets upset and, like, you leave these kids' life for a whole year, then try to come back a year later and say you want them back. It doesn't work like that. The grown children say they're moving on and will not be keeping their last name. Oh, I'm going to get a change soon. All right, Karen. Guess the race. That's black. All right, Karen's going with black. Let's see what you guys had to say in the chat room. Mm-mm. Let's see. Uh, Bojangles Eater, Black Mudder Suckers, House of Nope. Oh. Tyler Perry's House of Pain, Full Realizations. <laughs> <laughs> Where are the little ones? Okay, that's not right. Black Foreshadowing of Angelina Jolie's uh, Daughter at 18, Black. Oh. They Black, damn it. So committed to blackness, he adopted kids just so he could get out of their lives. Oh, give the kids, gave the kid, gave the kids black Kool Aid, black. <laughs> the correct answer is, <laughs> and everybody got it, black. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. Congratulations, Karen. You went three for three. I know. I'm, I'm a treasure this day because tomorrow's probably going to be 0 for three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, I get it to come up. But, yeah, so they was black, though. Black as hell. Uh, it's sad because they showed a bunch of clips of them with the kids when they was, my, like, you know, staying oh. with them during when they were filming the, spe the special to get the house. You know, I, I believe those kids. I believe that, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah they 
kicked them out and like you say the house doubled the value doubled of that house like right. you know i don't know if you ever seen them but like when but whenever they do the um uh makeovers mm-hmm. uh they literally they they basically build a house in a week yeah uh which is you know basically 24 hours a day for a week for somebody's redoing it and they they have done uh a lot of good great work and it's one of those things where uh a, a year after that all the children are gone Mm-mm. so you trying to tell me if you they wouldn't have picked y'all y'all would have kept all those children mm-hmm. i mean right yeah uh it does not look good. I'll put it that way. Right. I mean, they literally gave the children somewhere to live. And y'all like, nah, y'all got to go. Last thing. murderer was sent back to prison after confronting a teenage girl in Burytown center with samurai sword oh. a convicted murderer has been sent back to jail after confronting a teenage girl in bury town center with samurai sword paul kitely paul kitely guess the race white mm-hmm. was aged just 15 when he murdered a 49 year old man with a hammer in 1991 and badly injured another man setting fire to his mattress well goddamn right he was finally released from jail in December of last year, and he went to live in a, a bail hosted in Bury. Uh, but Bolton Crown Court heard now at 3.30 a.m. on August 6th, he was in Silver Street, Bury, where the 19-year-old victim was enjoying a night out with her friends. Lindsay Thomas, prosecuting, said the 40-year-old Kitely was behaving strangely and asked her, are you talking to me? Then he turned to face her with a sword in his hand and boasted to the frightened teenager, I done spent 10 years for murder. It won't stop me doing anything to you. Oh. After asking for a cigarette, he put the sword down the front of her tra- of his trousers and the girl ran to a nearby club and rang the police. Officers who arrived 15 minutes later searched him and found an 18-inch long blade inside his jeans. He initially claimed to police that he had been given a sword to hold by men who had gone inside the club to get him a cigarette. The court heard how Kylie was has spent most of his life in prison in 1992 he was given a life sentence after killing the man by attacking him with a hammer copper piping and pint plot wait pint pot before pouring bleach over him well goddamn. yep uh i guess you want to have get away clean apparently so uh kitely then a teenager also used a lit cigarette to set fire to a mattress where a man lay unconscious the victim suffered serious injuries following the sore incident kitely at wellington road bury pleaded guilty to making threats with a bladed article darren preston defending told the court that kitely had spent so long behind bars that he was institutionalized and struggled to cope after he was released last year he was a man who had never in his entire life independent lived independently and was having to live by himself he was put in a flat and effectively left to his own devices he added that kitely's father had even contacted an mp in a bid to get assistance for his son uh, mr preston speculated about the reason why kitely was carrying a sword this at least subconsciously must have been a cry for help to get himself back in custody where he feels more comfortable uh but he stressed that the threats to the woman had only been verbal and kitely had held the sword at his side and not brandished it uh he got sentenced to 30 months in prison and the judge told him i think you are a dangerous individual 
Mm-hmm. All right, guys, we'll be back tomorrow where we'll recap The Walking Dead. Uh, I think it's just me and Karen tomorrow, so me we'll see you. you guys then. And uh until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.